Who doesn't like duos? Mm. Dynamic duos. Famous classic partners. Partners in crime. Like peanut uh, butter and jelly. Uh, caramel corn and Cheez-Its. <laughs> Shut up, dude. <laughs> you don't even like that. that I was... know. It was horrifying. Okay. Like Batman and Robin. Or like Green Hornet and whatever his partner. What's his partner's name? Han Solo and Chewie. Um, Are there any like vehicles that go well together? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like famous. Like that's the thing. You think about vehicles, there's just one. You know, there's no dynamic duos for vehicles, is there? Well, I don't think so. Like there's the Batmobile alone. The, the Batmobile and Robin's motorbike. Oh, please, dude. I, th- you just spoke a different language what? for a second. <laughs> You got the Millennium Falcon. There's no other. There's no other ship or the Millennium Starcraft Falcon that goes with that. and and an X-wing, Luke's X-wing. And, and, nah, 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 nah. That's like trash hiding beside it. You know. <laughs> well, I guess you know Revenge of the Sith. There were those two Jedi starfighters together, the yellow and red. Oh yeah, Obi-Wan yeah. That's I true. guess there there's a combo. Um, what Bumblebee about... and Optimus Prime. I mean, sure. I guess yeah, technically they are he, they are humanoid esque robots. Except much larger and also vehicles. Or uh, Megatron and Starstream. I actually love the original uh, Transformers cartoon. The cartoon? It's so, like, Starstream. I've watched a little bit, yeah. Starstream and um, Megatron's voice acting. They're always, they're always talking like this. <laughs> like, the entire time, you know? Like, yeah. screaming at each other. Yeah, yeah, that's um, true. Have you seen... Um, uh, those like old He-Man uh, outtakes. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the outtakes? I've never seen the outtakes. Oh, they're so funny. Why do villains always? Why do they always? They always talk like this. I know. Yeah. Yeah, that, commands. And those old cartoons, right? <laughs> I'm Skeletor. <laughs> I am evil. <laughs> the only cartoon that I can think of that kind of does that similarly now is uh, Phineas and Ferb. Like yeah, Dr. he's got Doof the kind of smirt or whatever. Yeah, he's got the, the sort of like high pitched like well yeah, but there's there's that and then there's also like the the deep like menacing voice. Um like Dr. About- Doom in uh in from the from the X Men. Uh or from uh Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or like Plankton or SpongeBob. Yeah, or like Plankton, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, but then they also SpongeBob is funny because it crosses over. There's a duo, the Flounder. And yes, SpongeBob. <laughs> um, the Flounder guy. He sounds like Skeletor a lot. Flounder. You know the guy who's like pick. He he wants he wants pickles on his burger. Um, oh yes, extra yes, yes. cheese. I made the mistake of watching modern SpongeBob uh, oh, last no. night actually, and the the way that they handle comedy is so different than the original yeah, first bet. few seasons because the the original seasons are so awesome. They're unique. Uh, I mean, they're it's a unique way of joke telling. That's why that's why I think the the memes really work. Everything that I saw in the new episodes was like the 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 reoccurring gag was like oversized facial expressions. It was quite disturbing. Right, 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 right. right. Um, and it's not to say the old versions didn't have that, but it was like every single interaction was large faces, like, exploding. And, I mean, the, the the thing that I did like about the show, the modernized version of the show, is that it was still disgusting. Um, you know how they do those disgusting close-ups? <laughs> yeah, the disgusting close-ups. faces, you know. Uh, that's, that, that was pioneered, really, by Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Um, did you ever watch Ren and Stimpy? No. That is a horrifying I, TV show. I own the first two seasons. It's so somehow. good, though. Yeah. Um, so, and and what they would do, they were all every frame was hand animated, so like there was a lot of like difference in motion. But then they would add in 
um, they would add in like like close up shots of like like horrifying like wrinkle faces yes, and like yes. you know th- you know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. I think I've seen clips of it. And um, yeah, and that sort of that comedic gesture kind of um, worked its way into into SpongeBob. I, I want to keep talking about uh, TV shows actually <laughs> uh, because this episode we have no idea where it's going, um, but. We should intro the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Everything Comes From Something, episode 84. My name is Isaac. I'm Cameron. And we're you, back. You're listening to a podcast uh, with the original hosts for the first time oh in my like a, a month. It's been longer than that, I think. It hasn't been five episodes. It's been it? endless. And I know that we've been dropping the ball and, and basically, uh, you know, selling the best part of the show, which is our relationship. <laughs> uh, very intimate relationship uh, on air. Yeah. Playing off each other. Um I want to I get back to TV, because I've been watching something, but let me just say, uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, we're grateful you're here. Um, if you want to support us, you can check us out at patreon.com slash ecfspodcast, throw a couple dollars our way, get exclusive benefits like a monthly episode and having your question read on air, uh, but nobody writes in, so literally that's one of our selling points. If you subscribe you will most likely get your question read on air. Honestly, though, if you even just reach out and ask us a question, you'll probably get it read on air also. <laughs> That's true, too, uh, except we want your money. So yeah, go to yeah. patreon.com slash ECFS podcast. Uh, if you don't have some money, we get it. Uh, I mean, I'm a broke college kid, so you can just give us a rating on iTunes or tell friends and family. Um, spread the word about the show. It's very laid back. It's very chill for sure. Uh, this episode's called The Reunion because Cameron and I are just excited to be back together. We're back. Recording. Back and off. better than ever. There is a lot going on in the world right now, too. Yeah, yeah we're kind of living in um, like a like a slow motion version of the apocalypse is is kind of how I see it. It's really weird because you, you watch um, like The Walking Dead or like... Uh, um, you know the the intro of the last of us or like you know or um even the trailer for that then um uh, a quiet place right the yes. new a quiet yes. place and it shows like cars like, running into each other yeah and, like things are freaking everybody's freaking out and and you know in the walking dead he wakes up from the from his coma and then he comes out and 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 everything's changed everybody's gone you know everybody's a zombie um and like that's totally not how things are right now but it kind of feels that way because th- so i live in san francisco obviously you yes, all know yes um and I've slowly over the course of this week been noticing less and less people in the train, less and less people out on the streets, less and less traffic. And, and it's been so weird because I'll like, you know, I, on Thursday I got off work at five, I walked to the train. Um, you know, it was still, it was still hustling and bustling. It was all right. But I got on the train and I immediately got a seat and I was like, this is weird. Something's not right, right? This is really weird. Um, but, but I mean, so, you know, as people might know by now, um, you know, basically everywhere, every office in San Francisco has shut down. Uh, people are all working from home on Zoom and using Slack and whatnot. Yes. Um, for those of you who might be listening to this episode as a time capsule, um, the U.S. is in full panic from the coronavirus. Uh and if you're listening to it on Monday when this episode comes out, you know, obviously. Yeah. Uh, markets are constantly trying to figure out how to correct or if they should go up or down. Um, a lot of businesses are losing money. 
and it is a unique time to be alive. I mean, Cameron and I are are quite young, so the threat of the coronavirus getting us sick is real, but it's not necessarily life-threatening for younger, um, you know, younger people. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I, like, I'm not worried personally about getting it, but I am... Um, I'm definitely. I guess I'm definitely worried about being a carrier as well as, um, I don't know. People are reacting in a really weird way that I haven't really seen before. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, you'd think like, like I just want to kind of paint a scene for you uh, <laughs> of what I've been experiencing. So I went to this great pizza place called Pachi's the other night. Love Pachi's. And the place is usually very busy. Now Pachi's is doing well because it's a pizza place. You know people Take order it, out yeah. food right so they had tons of like mobile orders yeah um but you walk in and it's just dead quiet in there <laughs> besides the employees kind of talking to each other three guys at the bar not saying anything just with their own beers <laughs> all the seats in the restaurant are empty every single seat uh i'm with my girlfriend jules and we're like we just want to get a pizza um and so we sat down at like a high table bar and the service was extremely slow uh, Guns N' Roses' Live and Let Die was playing uh, <laughs> and a high-pitched sound because the speakers didn't have any bass, so it's just like, you know, that tinny restaurant elevator yeah, yeah. tone. Uh, on, on every single news screen was just was CNN. pure chaos. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it, what, it, what did uh, the president say? Well, he weekend? shut down... He, shut he down said it was a national, national, oh, he emergency. Declared a national emergency. Na- yeah. He declared a national emergency. So every headline on the TV was national emergency. <laughs> uh, live and let die playing super quiet. Uh, just a couple rough guys at the bar, like staring at the screens, drinking. Did you see? Um, it was just, it was like, it was, it was honestly, it felt like out of a dream. Yeah, it's been weird. It's been really weird. Um, did you see there in Thailand? Um, because the monkeys are all really dependent on, uh, tourism for like them feeding and, you know, whatever the tourists will give them food. Right. There've been roving like gangs of (laughs) monkeys who are, who are like storming the city and you're like, you're like, and it looks, it, it looks like, like something out of uh, planet of the apes. It's like seriously (laughs) disturbing. Yeah. The internet has been echoing the chaos so loud. Oh yeah. As well. Like all of Twitter is just memes, jokes, fears, concerns, doubters. Like it's just, I've been seeing a lot less memes as the week has gone on. That, that might be actually why, um, why the attitudes have kind of changed, you know? Um, because, I feel like I've seen I've seen less and less memes. I've seen less and less jokes, um, and more and more um, outright concern, <laughs> which is like, I mean, I guess I guess it's fine. But I think that the the way that people are taking it seriously is healthy. I think the panic yeah. is unhealthy, definitely. Uh, and and that's just where I stand. And and I know a lot of people might say, well, you, you know, Isaac, you're a young guy. You probably don't have anything to worry about. It's true. That's why my perspective is is less concerned than most, right? Whereas my girlfriend's mother has a chronic disease. So for her, she's in bunker mode. Yeah. You know, everything is panic. The fact that her daughter goes out to eat it all is a, is an issue. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, if there's any advice I can give you, you know, play it safe. 
you know, my sister's a nurse. She says, wash your hands, wash your hands, double the amount. That was her advice. Yeah. Um, I've seen a couple, um, I saw like another tweet from a doctor saying that you just got to wash your hands a lot and, and be careful. Right. Um, we're no medical experts. We just like to give kind of our take on what we see going on around us. Right? Personally, I would say be very skeptical of like those viral Facebook posts that oh, you've yeah. seen going around. Oh, yeah. Like those are all lies. Um, I, you know, it might be a harmless, um, there might be harmless advice on there, but there might be stuff that is just like not true. Um, so I would just be wary. Look to actual authorities and not to the you know. the reoccurring theme. And, and I'm going to state this without any, you know, true expertise knowledge should take it with a grain of salt. But what I've heard is that it seems that the strategy is to kind of spread out the time that this disease takes to spread around. Yeah. So that the hospitals aren't hit extremely hard and we can have time and space for people to kind of get treatment. Yeah. Um, because it's a virus, it's different than uh, it's similar to the flu where, you know, when you get a vaccine, that's just giving you small exposure to the virus so your immune system can fight it. So the, the real concern is people with weaker immune systems who are already unhealthy. Yeah. And um, again, I'm no medical expert, but that is that is what I've heard. And that's probably what most of you have heard as well. Um, it's just it, it is it is fascinating um, to see where people are jumping to like after we ate at Pachi's, we walked through Trader Joe's and it was, it was funny to see what was missing and what wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like the cheese, I... the cheese puffs were gone, dude. <laughs> did I scream? Oh my gosh. Where are the cheese puffs loud? <laughs> yeah, I did. Uh, and I got a couple of chuckles out of some people around me and some people looked extremely annoyed, but I mean like maybe they were just looking for cheese puffs. Dude, I know. You know? Right. They, Dude, Trader Joe's has got killer snacks, man. It it's so funny. So I went to Safeway the other night because I was like, oh man, I'm out of olive oil. I needed, you know, yeah, just need yeah. to stop by. And it was normal. Like the amount of traffic was normal. People were right. it was fine. And you could also tell the people who were prepping and the people who were just there. You know, right, um, right. Like, so, but but you walk down certain aisles that are just completely empty. Um, so like I walked down the the um the personal hygiene and you know whatever aisle gone yes, absolutely yes, gone yes, yes. no paper towels no toilet paper blah 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 everything was gone which is a weird thing to stock up i don't really know why um yeah, the, 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 the packaged <laughs> foods section the one that's like oh here's all your ramen here's all your rice and blah 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 literally all that was still there yeah it just make like the perishable pre-prepared lunches were missing yeah, I don't. Like, I was people like, are so dumb. <laughs> why are you getting those? Those go bad in three days. I know. Yeah, you know. But but like all the ramen is there. The all cans the... of beans, they're all there. I'm like, have you never played a zombie apocalypse? Like, come on, game? yeah. Like ridiculous. the beans are the beans are all that's left. And then you walk over into the other other aisle, and it's all the pasta and and pasta sauce, and it, that's all gone. <laughs> Everything is gone. And it's like it's like, do you people like literally never cook? Like this is what I'm. This is my question. Is like. It's like, literally, I don't understand how. <laughs> I don't cook enough. I'm excited. I mean, that's one of the things I'm excited about moving out is that I hope I can cook more. Yeah. I, co I cook a lot of my meals um, and I like to experiment when I cook. So, so I, I get different waste things, a lot of food. Like, no, I'm just no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I, um, Cameron eats the nasty, uh, 
lemon peppermint pasta that he makes because he's really <laughs> trying to <laughs> experiment. Well, I um, the other day I I bought a pork shoulder, like a five pound pork shoulder. No, oh, yeah, because um, I was like, might be good to have some shredded some shredded pulled pork that I could just leave and and reheat when I need. Um, and so I bought, yeah, I, I bought that. I've been taking that to, I've been making pulled pork sandwiches at work. <laughs> okay. It has been awesome. Um, I still have like half the thing. It's, it's been, it's been great. Um, but I mean, yeah, but people are so weird about like, oh, I know I can make pasta with red sauce <laughs> and I know that I need paper towels and you're like, <laughs> I know. So I dumb. heard someone t- joking about how the bidet companies are finally laughing at everyone. So yeah, he didn't take us seriously, but now, dude, a bidet sounds sounds like a great idea. Right? Now. I do not. I you don't like don't bidets? Do. I mean, just I'd rather resort to paper towels. You know? Really? Seriously? <laughs> so someone say, I'm so glad I didn't get rid of those. <laughs> The 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 matching socks that were missing, you know. <laughs> I was like, oh <laughs> yeah. gosh. Or all of all of uh, the the paper Bloomberg advertisements that I got. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I mean, it's like it's weird. Like, I literally don't understand why why there's such a craze about toilet paper. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I don't. I don't know. Um, but in any case, everybody's already said that before. Let's talk about TV shows again. Yeah, no, I wanted to I wanted to bring up something um, because here's the thing in these apocalyptic times. Um, now is the time to catch up on your media. Mm, that's uh, a good point. And actually, IGN just reported today when we're recording this Saturday. Steam has broken a record with 20 million concurrent <laughs> players uh, during a, 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 pr- a prime time, which is just nuts because everybody's hiding uh, inside and playing Steam games or everybody's hiding and supposed to be working and actually just playing Skyrim. Uh, yeah, I mean, probably what Darren's doing. To be honest, yeah, on 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 Slack on one side and Skyrim on the other. Oh yeah, you yeah. know, dual monitor setup. Hell yeah! I only have, I only, yeah, I only have one monitor. There are times where I wish I had two. I've yeah. got an ultra wide, and that's been really helpful. I Do like you that. play games like in part of your screen? No, mm. well, it depends on the game. Yeah, but it's I like the ultra wide for like first person games. Um, it's really nice to have that field of view, you know. Oh yeah, but if it's like a if it's like Civ or something, I could put it in in one half of my screen. Like and then Call of Duty, still also do things. Call of Duty just released their Warzone Battle Royale mode. Have and you played? Yes, I have. And there's a section of the map called Superstore, <laughs> and like people are like it's there's just like different hot drops. But when I was running through the Superstore uh, collecting gear, I was like. This is uh, ironic. You this know? is kind of what know. it's like right now. Yeah, it was funny. Um, yeah, it's just some good time. You know, we are not in a quarantine state. If we get there, um, they will be very, very interesting. I, I work in church ministry, and so just kind of linking back to the coronavirus talk. I know we're gonna we're gonna talk about TV in a second, um, but a lot of the churches around the area aren't allowed to meet because the congregations are bigger. Um, than a hundred people and there's that's been banned so it's been really funny to see these new age tech churches come out and say we will be streaming our (laughs) service for you on sunday morning do not come to church um and yeah it's been weird like one of our locations for the church meets at a community center we're a pop-up and the community center has closed down because of the virus so they are meeting at a different church 
and they cannot let more than a hundred people in. Yeah. Um, and so they said, we will literally cap it at 99. Come if you can stay at home and stay healthy. Like if, if you need to, and if you're sick, do not come at all. Right. Um, the location I'm at, there's usually around 50 people there. So I think we'll be fine. But even so, like it feels weird to still be holding that. I feel like it's going to be a really light week. Um, yeah, I'm, pr- it, I'm sure. It'll be interesting, but yeah, I am in charge of streaming uh, the main campus's uh, service mm-hmm. tomorrow morning, so we'll see how that goes, <laughs> but yes. Yeah, my church has been canceled. Uh, <laughs> they were just like, yeah, uh, don't come. <laughs> Have you seen any uh, footage from like the movie theaters? No. Yeah, like empty movie theaters. Oh, Who that's so... Movies? That's... Well, so I was thinking about this actually. Are there right any now. good films to go see? No, not really. No. Um, what like what's out right now? We can check. I'll um, check for you. Yeah, finish there, your thought. There literally hasn't really been been anything recently. Well, what I was thinking was like, I bet I bet certain stock is probably going up, going up, like like Netflix, like streaming entertainment stock is probably going up right now. Um, but like, um the value of of like big movie studios is going down i'm sure right now because everything's being delayed oh yeah and i don't blame them why would they want to put a movie out right no, now no of course yeah so right now you can go see um onward which is a pixar film oh yes kind of got screwed over i guess um i still believe cameron we got to go see a christian oh film oh my gosh i i keep seeing it was so weird i don't know what i what i was watching oh yeah but i kept seeing the the trailer for that 37 on metacritic and i was like oh no bloodshot um with uh not denzel uh vin diesel it looks like oh i think well there's a bald guy on the front um <laughs> hunt the hunt oh yeah that's the movie about um uh well, I don't know. Cameron, let's go, some... see, let's go see Sonic the Hedgehog tonight. No. Uh, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Mulan, Mulan has no show times. I wonder if it's that good. Was... No, it got, it got delayed. Oh, we could go see Impractical Jokers, the movie. No. Birds of Prey? 1917 is still showing. So oh. I'd probably actually be down to go see that. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not been much. Um, Guys, just stream your stuff. I saw a re... Um, a remaster of a movie, a Soviet movie from the eighties called "Come and See." What's with you and the the Soviet? Films? It was great. There, there was actually a a lot of people there. It was last Saturday, I think, last Friday, something like that. Mm, mm. Um, so it was before the craze. I honestly, like, people didn't before this week. People weren't really like concerned about things, but I had been hearing about coronavirus. I think since January. Like I had been hearing things about it, so so I don't know. I mean, it's been weird. It's coming more into focus. I think I think once we once we have a better vision of of what's going on and what's going to happen, sort of like the top limit of how many people will be infected. I think that's kind of when things will start to bounce back. You know, I was like, tr- I mean, just because I don't have a ton of cash, I was like, man, you know how much we talk about Doom on this show so much. Doom's out in six days, dude. Yeah. I bet you they just didn't see like this coming, and they're really pushing marketing right now to go. Oh <laughs> buy yeah, it I'm and sure. Download it, you know. Yeah, um, it's pretty nuts. Yeah, I, I, you know, I was talking to my girlfriend about like what companies should do, and I think it's really hard for retail um, to stay in business in by any means. 
Um, but I think pizza places have like because we saw that Pachi's was still getting like a takeout. Yeah. yeah, takeout is is something that they've really like implemented. Even churches flexing to be like, hey, we're gonna do a stream service. Like businesses that are trying to reduce the cost probably are gonna make some good changes in light of this event and try to meet consumers where they're at. Um, and yeah. that, and that's what I think they should do. Um, but as far as from like an economic side and, and I have not done a ton of research. I'm in school. I'm really busy. Um, but I think that this event hopefully will show companies how important it is to diversify their means of production um, across different places. Cause a lot of, a lot of companies, um, were relying on what that Foxconn factory. Yeah. Just manufacturing from China basically. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I totally agree. This is the, the one, I think the one major takeaway is to have, um, to have multiple, um, distribution centers, you know, multiple ways of, of getting your product to your customer. Um, yeah, and what would it mean for these um, products to, like, let's say that one section of the world where your factory was was impacted by something like coronavirus or even a natural disaster or something horrible that, you know, hopefully doesn't happen, right? What would it look like for you to move workers to a different place or... Or to have a, reduct, a redundant factory set up. Yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I The only issue with this thought is that Smaller companies won't have, you know, have the capital that yeah. in order to. Boy, everyone's calling me right now. Oh my goodness! Almost probably a Tim Smith. Freaking Tim Smith just called me in the middle of recording. <laughs> I should have just picked it up. Should have. I bet you. I bet you was calling to interrupt the show. Yeah, I'm sure he knew exactly what. I lost my train of thought, but that, that, that you know, you kind of get what I'm saying. Anyways, the yeah. So I don't know. But, but well, yeah, that, that's what I was thinking was like, I'm sure the, um, the, I'm sure the, the production companies and the, um, I'm, I'm sure production companies are really dropping in, in market value and, and like Netflix and Amazon and Hulu and whatnot are going up. I bet they are. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other thing is. I think most people just aren't spending as much now. So you'll, you'll probably, the economy is slowing down because everybody's kind of waiting to see what's going to happen and people are not out and about spending and that, that impacts everyone. Um, I know you're saying like Netflix and the streaming services will benefit possibly, but if people can't work, they're not going to be spending. Right. Or if people are concerned with yeah, losing yeah. a job, they're going to start stuffing. Right. And that's, yeah. that's okay. Right. Like who, I don't blame anyone for stuffing away income right now. Yeah. So yeah. And nevertheless, nevertheless, um, talking about streaming services, Cameron, I started watching a Disney plus show, mm. Star Wars, the Clone Wars, which, oh. I, well, which I was a big fan of. Um, the new, is there a new season? Yes. Disney has greenlit one final season for it, Oh, okay, uh, which okay. is extremely random. Um, but fans of the of the show have been adamantly pushing for more Clone Wars content, and they've stamped approval and said we are doing one more season of it. They rele- they're releasing episodes slowly out. But I really thought going back to watch this show would be a chore, um, and I had forgotten how masterfully crafted this cartoon is. Hmm. 
It is a kid show. Do not walk in thinking that it is not a kid show because it is a kid show, right? But wow, do they pack so much into 20 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have never seen such a... Di- like, these guys playing down to the teeth with the storyboard, able to, like... Like, some 20-minute episodes feel like hour-long films hmm. because they just pack in so much. And the dialogue is sparse because they really just have to get to the point. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. There's not enough time for space, but when they need space, they put space, right? Um and yes, it's a kid. Yes, it's a kid show. But the Clone Wars has always had like this darker tone that doesn't come out till like a little bit in. Like there was this, uh, not not to spoil anything, but l- let me say that if you care about the show, um, or if you're interested in thinking like I don't want to watch it because it's a kid show, there there's a scene where there's a character who is like, uh, biometrically enhanced. I don't know if that's the right word, but he's missing limbs and has robot parts on which is very star wars right Mm -hmm. but he's plugged into like a matrix-esque uh machine and it is uh, pretty disturbing like Hmm. when i I was like i can't believe that they're doing this in like a A kid show like it's a pg show yeah yeah. and i was like i would be terrified of this Mm -hmm. if i was a kid Mm -hmm. you know um and i remember the clone wars having a lot of stuff like that and the body count is always nuts. Yeah, yeah. Like there was a scene where they're defending a village and there are people blowing up left and right. Like they're just, they had a scene where there were like bodies stacked on top of each other. I was like, geez, <laughs> how is this show PG, you know? Well, Cartoon Network, I feel like got some leeway when it came to these things. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like it was totally. a very, it was a much, it's a, it was a much more uh, mature oriented channel, you know? Yeah, I mean, I remember the earlier seasons had these disgusting worms that went into people's noses and, like, <laughs> made their eyes roll back white and they were, like, brainwashed and, like, gl- like, twitching out. That was, like, gross. Yeah. Did you, in- ever, did you ever watch the Justice League TV oh, show? Oh, yes, That, dude. like, original... There's something disgusting about that show, too. What? I don't remember what it was, but... Oh, oh mm. Well, when the first episode, when because uh, the they they're like beating a brain Martian thing. This is when they find Martian Manhunter. Um, Anything with like alien guts. Yeah. Like well, they gross. they like go in and they infiltrate the the alien base or whatever, and then they they the sunlight comes through. They can't they can't touch the sun, um, and so the sunlight comes through and like burns everybody. And there's like a really disturbing scene where. Um, the worm there, there's like tentacles, right? Yeah, yeah. And they, they, they like go through Martian Manhunter, and they're like, they're like crawling off him. Yeah, it's like, yeah. it's like pretty disturbing. Even the, like, because uh, the old Clone Wars, the old old Clone Wars before this new animated one, um, the two D animated one. Yeah, yeah. There's a two D animated one animated by the guy who did Samurai Jack. Um, and there's this creature that's like a bounty hunter, um, who's wearing metal armor. He looks pretty cool. There's a scene where like Obi-Wan just starts cutting off his limbs <laughs> and they keep gro- like tentacles come out of his muscles and right. regrow. Yeah, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, oh, what the? Like, yeah, kids' cartoons are pretty gross sometimes. Yeah. Well, I was thinking, I love going back and watching the the Justice League animated show because it really does hold up in a lot of ways. I think the last time that I was like, I was like, I need to go back and wa- rewatch these was I saw Batman v Superman with Juzo. Yeah. And I was got so, so depressed, so disappointed and depressed that they did a, they 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 did it so wrong that I was like, I was like, I need to go back and watch you need watch to see these old right. these old cartoons. 
Um, and I remember there's a there's an episode where Batman there's like a uh, a guy who who infiltrates your sleep. Yeah. Um, and I remember there's the coolest <laughs> there's the coolest sequence with Batman. We've talked about have it we? on this show where yeah. he, where he um, he's driving and he's like drinking he's drinking like energy drinks trying not to fall asleep and he punches through the window <laughs> of the Batmobile um, to get like cold air. Yeah, so that he can and he, he cranks can, like, stay music, awake. Yeah. yeah. It's the I coolest remember thing. the original season was on Netflix. I hope it still is because now I want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. No, the Justice League show is great. And and if you're looking for a pretty happy-go-lucky, good Star Wars content show, check out the new season of Clone Wars. Mm. Uh, even the season before it, I remember specifically being excellent. Mm. Uh, the last Netflix exclusive season is also on Disney Plus's streaming service. Um, the first, the original seasons are good, but they look horrible now. Uh, the animation. Um, there's really good cinematography in the new ones, hmm. the newest episodes. Yeah. You can tell, man, who, uh, who's the Clone Wars guy? I need, I need to cross check this, but the, the guy who does Clone Wars, um, also worked on the Mandalorian. And I feel like he took a couple notes hmm. from hmm. that show. Um, and, and the way that, that Taika Waititi, well, every every episode had a different director. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cameron, did you watch all of the Mandalorian? No, I didn't watch any of it uh, yet. I I'm, I will. I'm going to. But I saw some really really interesting stuff about how they how they shot it, um, which is so cool. I I was like in awe actually. Um, Dave Filoni. Dave Filoni. He has been a huge advocate for the Clone Wars. He's fought for it. Uh, he's known for his work on Avatar: The Last Airbender, which is one of my favorite shows. And um, yeah, well, his, his well work renowned. on the, yeah his work on the on the Clone Wars is like like no one else could redeem these horrible prequel characters, <laughs> and just the way that like if you really care about Star Wars and 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 that era of Star Wars. He takes what you liked from the characters in the prequels, rounds them out, and makes them characters that you can root for. Mm-hmm. Um, and he does it in really simple way, simple and likable ways. Like Anakin is a character you root for in this show, hmm. which makes no sense. You should hate Anakin. Like he is pretty irritating in the prequels. Yeah. And as a kid, I liked him, but in this show, it's like you actually really, really like him. And yeah, I don't know. It's it's really it's cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, yeah. Well, what I was gonna say about the Mandalorian was um, they shot it in a really interesting way. Um, do you know about this? Have you no, seen anything? No, I, I've seen behind the, show. the scenes. I like the show a lot. Okay, so um, as you might know, in the show they have like a lot of different locations. They have a lot of different. Um, they're you know they they're they're trying to make it feel like Star Wars. You know yes. this vast universe is you know sort of expansive kind of deal um and the way that they did that and maintain their you know somewhat low budget because it's not a you know it's not it's not a hundred million dollar budget or whatever they actually instead of um computer animating everything um what they did was they shot the actors on a screen basically that's projected behind them um and the screen is tracked through the VR through a VR camera, basically, um, and tracked with the motion of the of the camera that they're using on set. 
Oh, geez. So when you move, when the camera moves, right, um, the VR, because it's it's tracked, right. it also moves in the same perspective so that you can be on set and also be, you can, it looks like you're, you know, on, you know, on Tatooine or whatever, you know, it yeah, looks like yeah. you're, looks like you're in this location. Um, and what's really, really cool. It's, this is like an innovative, um, system that they're using. Like this hasn't been used before. Um, and what's really, really cool about it is like, it allows them to be not only be more creative on set. So like they can, um, they can do a lot of things that maybe budgetary constraints wouldn't have allowed them to, but it also gives the actors a really good reference to like, oh, this is where I am. I'm not just on a blue screen. You know, yes. I'm not just sitting here, you know, looking at two tennis balls, you know, as my, you know, as my counterpart. So yeah. it's like, it's like they, they're really like, this is a really, really innovative way to do things. And I think, I think things are going to move into that direction in there a really were, significant way. There were shots where I think I could tell. That's it was very computer animated. Yeah, the the opening of the show is is like everything on that icy planet at the beginning seems a little off. Um, my favorite section of the show is I think the section that you know is not computer animated, uh, but there are there are L, there are sections of that area that are. Yeah, and and I I couldn't point them out to you, but. Um, everything that happens on the main, like, there, there's one location on the show that they continually go back to. Yeah. Um, and that place feels awesome. Uh, and that feels super Star Wars. The rest of the locations, I thought, were a little lackluster. Mm, mm. Um, uh, actually, like, episode two and three are cool, too. Um, now that I think about it. But... Yeah, no, The Mandalorian, highly recommend it. You're going to have time to watch it. So yeah, no. uh, you're going to have a lot of time to watch a lot of things. Not me. Literally, I'm so frustrated because I still have to go to work. Everybody else is getting, oh, you know, you get to work from home and blah, blah, blah. It's fine. I'm going to go to work anyways. I'm going to do the same but thing. But is it more chill? It's boring. Yeah, it's super boring probably, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're like, yeah, we're kind of trying to simmer things down and... Um, really crunch on numbers and yeah, be, be yeah. very conservative about things, um, which is not really like us. You know, we're kind of, we're not particularly frugal necessarily, but I mean, we are in a certain sense, but, but we're, you know, you know what I mean? Um, and so we're like, I was supposed to go down and, um, <clears throat> I was supposed to go into work from four to one, um, on Tuesday to where we're like totally readjusting back of the house, like totally reshifting where everything is. Right. Um, we were going to do that after close. And so they basically were like, no, we, we can't. Yeah. We can't have you come in. Yeah. It's for, like, they got to, they got to cut somewhere. Yeah. Um, I was going to say that as, like, as I studied economics and I still am, I wonder how aggressive realtors are being about high demand supplies. For instance, if they get a shipment of toilet paper, why aren't they charging twenty dollars? Yeah, for that's the toilet paper. Right, right, right. It's ridiculous, but it would solve kind of some shortage issues. I actually think that legally they're not allowed in some states. Really? Yeah. So from what I've seen, 
in state in a state of emergency, you can't you can't price infl- gouge. Yeah, you can't inflate prices. Um, there was there's a um, there's something about price gouging. Well, uh, I know a lot of economists that actually argue for price gouging because this happened uh, with a gasoline crisis in the in the seventies. Yeah, seventy seventy three. Yeah. Um, which I think price gouging was banned or it wasn't banned now that I've forgotten my, re- <laughs> my, uh, history. And, um, I definitely watched a video about a guy who was price gouging and people were totally willing to pay like his absurd prices. Yeah. Well, this is the, this is kind of the issue that you run into is, um, price gouging is actually a necessary mechanism of, of realignment um equilibrium because because what happens when you can't price gouge is um, is you have a shortage and this is what we're seeing exactly you know we have a shortage so you know i mean (sighs) nobody wants to pay 25 dollars for a pack of toilet paper no but maybe you would buy one pack of toilet paper for twenty five dollars right, instead of ten, exactly, exactly, right? exactly. Instead of ten, and then guess what? Everybody has some. Yeah. So and prices are going to go up for a, a small amount of time, and then they'll they'll go back down. And they'll as, go down because nobody wants to buy it for twenty five dollars. Right, exactly. I mean, so. this is this is how the price mechanism mechanism actually works, <laughs> like functions, <laughs> like is when people want more of a certain thing, the price goes up. So, I think most people know that, Cameron. I, I just I know, but like people are are pretending like this is oh this is a insane and ridiculous, and it's like it's like I mean at some degree I don't like that. Um, you know that uh, people are going to be charged for more for for goods. That's not that's not ideal, obviously. But like that's just the mechanism of how it has to work. Well, I say if there's not enough of a certain good. You have to pay more for it. You know that's just how it goes. I say we we cancel this podcast and we start a bidet company because you just don't know how long this is going to go on. Maybe we should make. What if we like hand make recycled toilet paper what if we, we made... put together extra toilet paper rolls <laughs> <laughs> what if we created a bidet company that was just a water pump spray and you attach mm. it to the bottom of your current toilet seat and it just takes the water from the toilet and shoots it back up into your butt that's literally like how most bidets work that's now. disgusting are you serious oh not from the bottom from the from the top yeah. from the like yeah. yeah no it doesn't <laughs> what if it just took from the bottom why <laughs> And we could charge really low for it. Like it would be like a $5 accessory. But you never have to worry, you know? Your 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 butt would be clean and probably full of disease. Clean. But. Clean. I think we have different ideas of what clean is. Um, <laughs> no, that's a terrible idea. Shortage should push for innovation, but it's kind of hard to innovate when all the factories are shut down. Yeah, well, well, you know, and also getting a product to market. Actually, though, actually, though, China is is continuing at like eighty five percent capacity at the moment. Oh, which is crazy considering they're like the number one place of outbreak. So yeah, yeah, no. it's pretty wild. I mean, I I don't know. I'm. Uh, How do you feel about the uh, the beer company Corona? Well, unfortunate for them, but. You know, who cares? <laughs> Do you think anyone's really not going to buy Corona beer because of this? Yeah. 
like you why to, like superstition no okay here here's what you have to remember isaac okay there's when when we talk about the 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 bell curve of intelligence right um oh geez are you really going this far <laughs> there you know people have an average intelligence of a like certain me? amount um then there are there are large outliers at the top and there are large outliers at the bottom like you Yes, exactly. So there's <laughs> there's the there's the one percent who you know the or the point one percent who are super geniuses and who are uh, you know who are who are extremely intelligent, and then there's a point one percent that is um, the opposite of that. So um, yeah, so that's what you got. So you're about. saying that yes, someone will not buy. He, here's what I'll say: Corona because of this. Just statistically speaking. Half of people are are below average intelligence. <laughs> to be honest with you, and objectively speaking, uh, Corona sucks. So you know, you could just buy Stella. Yeah, so, Stella is better. Although you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with a little Corona, some lime. It's not bad. I've decided my favorite in the bottle beer, not to sound like is Stella, a drunkard. But my favorite is eight oh five. Oh, it, it is just really, it's a good beer. Really good. Yeah, it's a good beer. I still love Speakeasy. That's my that's my go to if I'm gonna get a beer. Like I that went time. to a place in Portland called the Beer Museum, mm. and it was just a distributor, but it was really fun because they did these flights. They were pretty cheap and got to try a bunch of stuff. Cool. I tried a sour that was amazing. I've never had like a sour that I've liked, and this one was like candy. Yeah, there great. are some really weird and interesting flavored sours. I forget what it was called. Oh, but. well, that's too bad. You'll, you'll never find it again. <laughs> I thought I wrote it down in my notes. Uh, hopefully. Um, but we've been traveling, Cameron. So we, we are probably already harbingers of the virus. Yeah, that's... Well, uh, I don't know. It has been weird because, like, now there's, like, a total shutdown. Um, uh, well, okay. So I, was, I traveled um, more than two weeks ago now. So right, this is why the show has been uh, having some hiccups. I would have known by now, you know. Yeah, I, I guess you're. That's true. If you know, I, I just dead. got back from Portland last week, um, mm-hmm. great trip. Had a ton of good food. Uh, just really quick, if you care about Portland, I'm sure locals um, will disagree with me, but I had Pine State biscuits was amazing. Um, there's another place uh, that I went to called PDX Sliders. Mm-hmm. Pretty bomb. Um, like you order, do you your, like sliders? I don't, but this place was like mini burgers. Like they were actually, oh, they were okay. actually like better than sliders. Sliders are like insufficient. This was like a big burger for, right, a, right, for right. a slider. The issue I find with sliders is it's like, um, I like to think of it as like, um, like sad dance food. No, no, no. So you this, know what I mean? this was like gourmet. Like it was like eccentric flavors. So you ordered a bunch of different kinds. And, dude, the thing I'm really into right now for food is sweet and savory. Mm. Like, burgers with, like, jelly marmalade or, like, some sort of berry flavor with it and bacon. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, it's just so good. And the best bite of food I had was actually from this Pine State Biscuits place. They serve, they make, like, house-made um, biscuits. They do Love not that. crumble. They do Love not crumble. That. They're perfect buns, okay? Fried chicken, bacon, 
and an applesauce marmalade that was mm. it was just that the, sounds really good the uh, like i've never bitten into food like it might be one of my favorite bites of my life i'm not wow. even kidding you wow okay like that might be the thing i want if i'm on death row they're like what do you want i'm like fly to portland get me this thing you know why would you be on death row <laughs> who knows don't you get your final meal you know what i mean yeah yeah you do so yeah that that biscuit was just nuts dude sure um and we went to this other place that a lot of people told us about and i literally can't remember the name of it <laughs> we talked about it at coffee yeah i don't i don't remember. um i didn't go there <laughs> proud mary that's what it's oh, called right. proud mary um really busy in there mm. but yeah that was a good place but i highly recommend pine state biscuits i went to voodoo donuts which is famous yeah uh mm. whatever not great mm. um was i did not buy into the hype sad and yeah that pdx slider place was good and there's a place coming to the bay area called salt and straw it's in san francisco oh i didn't know yeah uh, i had it for the first time it was great i've never walked into a ice cream shop where they said do you want to try everything because that's like our thing mm. and i don't know if that's a portland Thing, but it sounded like a company-wide in policy. our well in the one in Hayes Valley. There used to, there's a Salt and Straw like literally near my old work. They're building a new one um, in Mountain View or Palo Alto. I think I don't know, um, but they're they're very generous with the uh, with the the whatever scoops or the samples the samples yes um, and but they can't let let you try everything because there's there's, there's a always line. a line yeah so so yeah, the, the girl was like you can try everything and I said yeah I'm just feeling some social pressure right now you know <laughs> so um they have yeah. like really unique ice cream flavors like they had a bone marrow and cherry yeah they have some really interesting I ones. was very surprised by a uh, olive oil mm. um ice cream it tasted like butter ice cream it, t- it honestly tasted like the ultimate alternative to vanilla. Which I'm always like, vanilla is just perfect. Like, I, it goes well with everything. But I've had an olive oil ice cream that well, I really loved. Yeah. I thought it was fantastic. So there's, if you're looking for that, that was really good. See, here's the thing about salt and straw, right? I actually think it's a little bit overrated. Um, I think the ice creams tend to be on the sweet side. No, um, I agree with you. I agree, I agree with you, but like, what do you expect from ice cream? No, no, I know. But like, but I kind of... <sighs> In my, I don't know. I don't know. What do I expect from my there's, Yeah, there's another there, place that does, um, what's that place called? Uh, Tin Pot Creamery. Mm. They tend to be more like watery, less sweet. No, sure. That's not what I'm asking for, obviously. But but I- No, it's good. It's good. I just don't think I, I'd rather prefer the sweet. The sweet like I'm yeah. buying ice cream, dude, yeah. you know? Yeah. Well, I there's a, there's a place near my house that is fantastic. It's called Hometown Creamery. That's like my favorite ice cream that- I base probably my favorite ice cream ever. Um, it's, uh, they have like a peanut butter chocolate fudge one. Peanut butter chocolate is just amazing. Which is like, it's insane. There's like actual peanut butter in it. It's like, it's, it holds together. It's so good. Um, but, but to rival that, which that's like perfection, right? But, but like, um, on the cusp of perfection is Byright Creamery, which is near my work. So it's dangerous. Um, they have a honey lavender ice cream that is like it mind blowing. That's it like is mind blowing. The lavender f- and honey is a popular flavor. It's a combo right now because they have one oh. at uh, um, oh. Salt and Straw and they have one at Tim Pot Creamery. The lavender combo. I don't like flowers or I don't know. Like I just you don't like lavender. I will appreciate it if I have it, but I'm not gonna like order it. You know? Yeah. Like, it's it's a really. I think it's a. It's a fantastic smell. 
fantastic sure. flavor. I there used Love to be a it. lavender plant outside my house, and when I'd cut the lawn and cut the bushes, I had to smell that thing and get crazy allergies. So I'm just not like I'm <laughs> so serious. Gives you, I'm it just, gives you PTSD, v- yeah. Vietnam flashbacks. So, yes, I couldn't. Got it. I couldn't take. Uh, that. I, that makes sense. I yeah. Anyways, so well, obviously this episode is just full of tangents totally off the rails but we were just trying to say dude we're back you know we're back we're and back. better than ever well debatable usually we talk about something well i was gonna say so i went to new york i talked about this a little bit last episode or no i didn't at all no you haven't talked about new york at all yeah so i i did on the patreon episode That's okay right. um so i yeah i went to new york um it was great it was fantastic we had a, a great time i was there from like wednesday to uh, I left on Sunday and then I immediately went skiing. So that was a, uh, that was a great week and a half for me, honestly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so New York was great. I, I went to a lot of very good food. Um, we went to what was, what's technically considered, I don't, I don't know where, where this comes from, but considered the best bar in the world. Um, I, mean, oh, please, I don't know about dude. that. That's like that's like that's what I said. That's what I said. But do you ever go to the Lo- the Los Gatos Theater? Yeah. Every time I go there, and I don't mean to interrupt your story, there is an ad that plays for like Gordino's, the only ice bar <laughs> in North America or something. I don't. I don't even know. That's like their bragging point. Yeah. Look. 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 I'm I'm just as skeptical about this as you. They were like, oh, the the ultimate ice bar. Well, guess what? You know. Whatever that place is called, Gordino's Italian, whatever. They were trying to dig up a dead body a few days ago back there. And I was like, doesn't surprise me. Really? You know? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't think they found anything, but. Oh, okay. You know, well, mob, mob ties to Gordino's, yeah, tied to the San Jose Italian mafia, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> um, I bet, it, actually, it, probably in Los Gatos, right? There's, I'm sure there's lots of mob, mob activity. Um, no, but in any case, I don't know. I don't know who it comes from, but they said it and we went. Was we, it good? We got breakfast. I, we weren't there to drink necessarily. I, I, we had a, um, their signature cocktail that they made. Okay. Uh, it's called the Garibaldi. Um, it's fluffy orange juice and Campari and it's very good. It is very good. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, um, Best bar in the world? I don't know. Pfft, who knows? But <laughs> who knows what that even means? That's a massive statement and probably quite subjective. Yeah. So I think like T.S. Eliot or someone used to go there or something. I don't know. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, we went to so many good rest. Oh, I did I I didn't tell you this. We literally were served a raw steak. <laughs> As in like a an actual like they plopped it on they didn't like i don't even know if they cooked it <laughs> was it any good yeah it was actually <laughs> yeah um but it was just so weird we were like nasty carnivore camera just like eating the blood we were like gushing out wait like this is the actual this is the steak this is it <laughs> it was like so many times i go to fancy restaurants they hand me something and i'm like i can't believe i'm paying 60 dollars for this garbage yeah you know? Yeah, I no, I get what you mean. Enjoy, it, it, no, it was enjoy your meal, sir. Don't get me wrong. This it, is like I could eat this in one bite. This is nuts. <laughs> don't get me wrong. It was it was a fantastic meal. We had we also had like um uh basically it's like a version of of Korean sushi. It's like it's like rice and seaweed and wraps and whatnot. And that was very good. Um 
we had fish, also very good. Um, See, we when we were in Portland, we ordered fish at this place called Portland uh, City Bar and Grill or something like mm-hmm. that, and it's this famous touristy spot. Um, which a uh, I'll tell you where that goes. Um, but we went up, and it's like thirty stories up in this massive, um, like business building. Yeah, but one floor is just the restaurant. Hmm. You get this incredible view of the city, and it's totally worth it if you can steal a seat because uh, it was like happy hour, and we got like. A window seat, which we snatched super quick. It was like right, a god right, thing. Right. Like someone was getting up, we just sat down. We didn't. We were like, let's get it, you know. <laughs> and we had like a, we had some pretty good fish there, and we had this weird experience where this guy was like, "Can we sit next to you?" And it was like he, he was this old looking Santa Claus looking dude <laughs> in a suit. And it, and he had this strange looking wife, uh, not wife. No, 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 no. It it was like a a, mitri- a mistress with like you know fake enhancements. If you get what I'm saying. Uh. And he was like, "Can we sit next to you, sir?" And legit like what? that. I was like, uh, <laughs> like Jules and I just stared at him. We we're like, uh, sure, yeah. And we said it that way. And they just stood there for like ten seconds and then walked away. Because I think our response was like, no, but we said, yeah. Um, Sure, yeah. And it was pretty awkward Hmm. because they sat behind us somewhere else. Did they stare at you? No, um, but Juliana was like, those people are jerks, you know? Like, she was kind of saying it loudly and stuff. And I was like, let's just relax, you know? Let's just relax, you know? (laughs) Um, Later on, we got a uh, lift ride from a local in Portland, mm. and he told us that that is the most cringy, touristy spot. Uh, really enjoyed the view of the city. And then he was like, yeah, you know, that restaurant is tied to, um, you know, some human trafficking claims. Uh, oh, and it was linked as a location of, you know, soliciting, I guess. Because a lot of businessmen, you know, they're just in town for some sure, business. Yeah. And some cheating. the 30th floor. Uh, yeah, so it was, I don't know. It was... Um, Interesting to hear that. Hmm. I guess it was like the Portland PD locked it down and, and cracked it. Oh, wow. I wouldn't say that it was a front besides soliciting, but the, uh, like I, try, I wouldn't say like in the basement, the floor below, they're selling women like taken, you know, <laughs> but I think it was linked uh, sure, to, sure. to some sort of mob tie in that, that regard. So, you know, bad taste in my mouth. Mm. Um, if you want a good view of the city and... Um, Support your local mafia. Yeah, you know you could check that place out. Just oh. um, mm. public knowledge, I guess. Mm. I don't know. Mm. Or he was just pulling our leg. Um, yeah, just because he hates that restaurant. Yeah, that's um. Yeah, that's pretty. Had pretty some bad. yeah really fun Lyft drivers. Uh, everyone talking about how they how depressed they were because everything is it was always raining. <laughs> so yeah. And uh, how they'd say, oh, it's getting bad. The homelessness is getting bad down here. I'm like, you guys have not been to California. Yeah, you guys don't know what you're talking about. It was about. ridiculous. We walked through one of the most dangerous sections of the city, I guess. Um, and I don't doubt that there's horrible drug abuse and and it, that, that there is issues in that city. I'm not saying that. But it was pretty comical compared to <laughs> walking through San Francisco and L.A. where it's like people are screaming in the streets going wild. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, Portland is safe. <laughs> it is chill, dude. It is chill. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. There's probably terrible things happening there too. Mm, but mm. um, our experience was very positive. That's good. And you know, I'm. I hope you're glad as an audience member uh, listening to this travel podcast. I'm glad. 
you know, this is the the Twin Travelers. Um, that's the name of this podcast. You know, this is Isaac and uh, Cameron, and we're bringing you travel advice uh, at a time where you can buy cheap plane tickets. Yeah, sure. but you can't go anywhere. Yeah, I, you can't leave your house. There's going to be a tank outside. Mm, uh, my work said, like, basically, no, like, we're going to stop domestic travel. Like, please don't go anywhere outside the state. <laughs> you know how it goes. Yeah. Hey, I also want to address something. Um, we didn't have an episode last week, uh, apart from all the travel. Um, my grandma has passed away, and that's been kind of hard on the family, so I just want to let you know. I know that the patrons got a post about it. Um, so things are kind of up in the air. We were supposed to have a memorial, but it was canceled due to the virus, and it's going to be rescheduled. Um, just trying to be there for my family, and I know Cameron really flexed to get some episodes out for us, so thank you for doing that, dude. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, that's why we missed a week. Uh, we were out of town. We we're trying to make it work. And Cameron and I are working on solutions if we have any more issues like this. Specifically, everyone's been really understanding. But if you didn't know, that's what happened. And, you know, we did do a, an episode with um, Grandma Bobby on the show. It's actually one of my favorites. And I'm really glad we did it because it was when she was really with it. Um, luckily, my grams did not pass, like, in a way that was long and outdrawn. She was with it. Kind of till the end, she passed in like less than 12 hours. So uh, when it was her time, it was her time. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if, if that's a show you want to listen to, I think she has a lot of good um, perspective on what it's like to kind of live through life. And, and she recorded the episode with an awareness that she didn't have a lot of time left. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And, and not to bring, like, I didn't want to bring it in as a serious note, but that's kind of where or why Cameron and I have been all over the place on the podcast. And I know... This episode structure has been very loose, um, but honestly, like, still thematic, I hope, around the coronavirus and the <laughs> chaos. Um, yeah, Cameron and I are excited to be back together recording. We Like like we've said, you know, we haven't been together doing a show in what feels like forever. Yeah. It's good to be back. It's good to be back in the flow. Yeah, know? but don't leave your houses, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah don't, you know, don't don't Lock leave. your doors. Board them up. Uh, make sure you're, you've changed your air filter. Grab a Corona. Grab a crack it, crack open a, a cold one. Get on Steam, play a Skyrim during your Zoom calls. Mm, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You don't even have to. You don't have to worry about Bob looking over at your 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 screen, being like, "Oh, you're not you're not doing your work. You're not actually." Yeah, well, I mean, here. what good is what kind of help is Bob Come in on. the office? You know, Come he doesn't on. do you anything. He's just a snitch. He's there spinning his fidget spinner. Yeah. Every Tuesday. Yeah, but you. You could play Skyrim all you want now. Yeah. Without Bob looking. All those freaking new age open offices. You know what I mean? Mm, I miss the days of cubicles, right, Cameron? Yeah. Nobody could see what I was looking at. Like, please don't stand up. Nobody could interrupt my game of blackjack. Yeah, exactly. Solitaire. Those are the good old days. Now we got these open offices with with green chairs that look like big bubbles. (laughs) You know, we've got those rolly ones that, that are like a desk, a desk on the chair. The vending you know? machines don't even have Cheetos anymore. They just no, have like they've got healthy snacks, <laughs> green juice, a whole grain uh, Triscuits. Come on. Everybody's getting to work in their privately driven Teslas. Come on. Ridiculous. What are we from the Bay Area or something? Ridiculous. Gross. Gross, dude. 
Everything Comes From Something is a fully fan-funded podcast that happens because of listeners like you. And a huge shout-out to our executive producers, Darren O'Neill and Eric and Ariel Walk. Thank you for supporting the show. I know I've been saying that part for the last, I don't know, 20, 30 episodes, but seriously, you guys have been a huge blessing for making sure this podcast continues to go. Remember, if you want to support the show just like they do, you can check us out at patreon.com slash podcast. throw a couple dollars away, get a couple benefits. Remember, all the benefits, if you're a Patreon, are done through Patreon. Patreon Messenger, yes, you can just shoot us a message right there, and boom, we'll see it, we'll put it on air. Um, that's, that's how it works. Take advantage of those. Again, if you don't have money, totally cool. I know, I'm a broke college kid, I get it. You can just tell friends and family, spread the word about the show. It's a little weird, it's a little quirky, it's a little different. Maybe someone... Uh, some of the people or your friends will like it and you can always give us a rating on iTunes that seriously helps again we thank you guys for all the support that you give us we love you and we will see you next week